Hey everybody, today we're in Proverbs chapter 21 verses 27 through 29. Here's what it says. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with evil intent. A false witness will perish, but the word of a man who hears will endure. A wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. These three verses, they speak of the wicked person as being a fake, as though living their life, uh, proclaiming they were one way when actually they are another way, and maybe even believing it at times. And it gives them this false sense of security. And that's actually how we used to walk much of our life before we came to find our security in Christ. So let's take a closer look at these old mission type goals. Uh, and, and in doing so, we can remind ourselves how we need to continue to fight against these old motives that come back and try to control our life and continue walking toward Christ. So first off, we're going to look at the gift giver. And this person brings sacrifices to God, but they are not accompanied by a heart of worship. And they don't have a heart of joy. Um, not a heart of love. It's like the man who brings his wife a bouquet of flowers while continuing to keep a mistress on the side. It's an abomination to the Lord when we approach God that way, thinking that our own good gifts or our deeds make up for our sinful heart and our adultery toward Him and having other gods, uh, worshiping and finding our joy in other things. Look, gifts and sacrifices won't cut it. I mean, even if we change our ways, it's still not going to atone for our sins. And our heart stays bent. We, it has to be changed somehow. We can't change it. So there's only one real way for us to be accepted by God, right? In Matthew 9, 13, Jesus said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. It's only by mercy that we can come to God. And He changes our heart. So, so Jesus calls us to repentance. Uh, or admitting our sin and turning away from sin towards Him for the rest of our life. And, and for us, we are to take His mercy and to be thankful for it. That's the only way that we can be right with God. And that's without any good deeds no sacrifices whatsoever from us. So our text says uh, how the wicked sacrifice is worse than an abomination when he brings it with evil intent. Now, <laughs> worse than a, an abomination? That's pretty bad. But when one thinks that they can fool God with their sacrifices, how bad is that really? That is very bad. It's like saying, I don't need Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. My good deeds should be enough. Jesus' sacrifice was for nothing. My good deeds is all I need. And that person doesn't even have a good heart. It's bent towards sin. All that is more than an abomination to God. So this first person <laughs> that Solomon talks about, lied to God, right, about his own heart. 
Now Solomon speaks next about a false witness to man. And I, I believe that's what it's talking about. This person could be sitting in a donut shop or even in a courtroom saying that they were an eyewitness to some wrong their neighbor was accused of. Well, when actually it was only something that he heard gossip about. And now he's sharing it as though it's true. So that's a false witness. So then finally, Solomon speaks of someone who bears a false witness actually to everyone and not necessarily about someone else like the man in the donut shop, but about his own goodness. Okay. And uh, this could actually be the same other two people we already looked at all wrapped up into a nice, neat little package. Um, the, well, verse 29 is where we get this. It says, a wicked man puts on a bold face, but the upright gives thought to his ways. So he may appear to look good on the outside while he portrays this false witness to God, bringing sacrifices, doing good deeds, and he may gossip, lies about his neighbor, and still put on this facade to the whole world saying, he has it all together. And his bold face, it might appear confident and intentional. He's going after his goals, courageously valiant, brave, but inside, down deep, he likely knows that he's a phony or he's a fake. So, so now also we're going to look at what Solomon says about the upright man and how it differs from the wicked. Okay, He describes the upright man not as a false witness, but he calls him, quote, a man who hears, unquote, and, quote, gives thought to his ways, unquote. So he hears and he gives thought to his ways. He's actually a first-hand hearer instead of a second or third-hand hearer of gossip. <laughs> and he is also one who gives thoughts to his ways. So there you go, okay? Though millions and millions of people have heard about the Messiah who would come to set things right after Adam's sin, so man could be right with God, have fellowship with Him, be accepted by Him. Millions have heard, but not all have truly heard down deep in their soul, have they? But some did, and, and they were given ears to hear how Jesus is, is good news, a great joy, right? They were given eyes to see how Jesus is beautiful. They were given a heart to delight in Jesus as the greatest treasure in the universe, worth leaving everything for. And they heard firsthand. God opened their ears. And they gave thought to their ways. And in joy, they turned away from sin toward the Lord for the rest of their life. And they accepted His mercy. That was the only way, right? It wasn't their own sacrifices. But it did involve a sacrifice. And, and in closing... Consider how Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And he was given not with wicked intention, but with joy and good intent for the glory of God and for our good. And even in his death, he prospered as he overcame its hold. And his days were prolonged. And I'm going to close with this reading from Isaiah 53 about this perfect sacrifice. Isaiah 53, 10, 
yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. So Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord, and um, how we are true witnesses if we've heard your voice and we've heard how you are good news and you've given us eyes to see Jesus uh, as being wonderful and great and awesome, the good news for our soul. Lord, and it was him who was the perfect sacrifice on the cross and he died and on the third day you rose him from the grave and he gives out life to all that he will, to all that he makes strong, as the text indicates in Isaiah, to all those that the Father has given him. And we become children of God and receive an inheritance with him for eternity. He will raise us up incorruptible as he was raised and he gives us the same power that does it to live lives victorious over sin in this life, Father. And he gives us this great joy, Lord. Thank you for it so much. Help us to share it with others and to be a true witness of the glory of God in Jesus Christ to our fellow man. In Jesus' name, amen.